Everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Poker Action Line. I'm Big Dave Lemon, along with my partner, Joe Rodriguez. And uh, another good show for you tonight. Uh, uh, we have a special guest this evening, and that is uh, Jesse Hollander, who has uh, been with us many times before, but not for a while. But uh, Jesse works as the assistant poker room manager up at Best Bet Jacksonville, which is one of the biggest rooms in the state. Uh, very successful room in Jacksonville, and we'll have Jesse on because the WPT event, the Best Bet Jacksonville Bounty Scramble uh, main event, starts on Friday. Today it started uh, with its uh, high roller event, so uh, we'll find out who's there, who's playing, and we'll talk to Jesse. Also, interesting time to have him on because uh, uh, Hurricane Matthew uh, kind yeah, of disrupted sure. all of our lives over the weekend, even though here in South Florida we got a... Pretty much a, a whiff, which yeah, was great. We got a reprieve. <laughs> yeah, got I, actually, a reprieve. I actually shuttered up my house and left town because of the storm, well, among other reasons. But uh, I went to the west coast of Florida where they had uh, blustery winds, but nothing uh, real significant. We, I don't even recall getting blustery winds. How about no? you, jail down south? I wasn't here, so south. I don't know. Did it rain much? I've, listen, I've been through at least 100 tougher uh, rainstorms in the st- in South Florida than, yeah. than what we went through. Yeah, well, they were going, oh, wow, uh, 30 mile an hour hour winds and I'm like God I played golf in that all the time you know it wasn't that big a deal you gotta add three club links uh, three clubs to your uh, shots but uh you know certainly nothing no big deal and and everybody you know that the only problem with that Joe and you know this from being here for so many years is people get ready the storm is nothing and then the next time they may not be ready yeah they they have that false sense of security you know, yeah. because they'll say, oh, this thing will wobble off to the side. I, I had one good friend of mine who's been here before with us here that I bring here. He was going ballistic. He thought, he, you know, he thought this was the, <laughs> the end of the world coming. He goes, if that thing just went. And I said, hey, Paul, relax, you know. It went. And sure enough, you know, it, it went up. And we got very lucky, especially right, after right. seeing, did you see St. Augustine? I did, and, yes. and Daytona Beach. I mean, that. That, that well, that was the old storm surge they talked about. My goodness gracious, that was terrible to see, and I'm just very grateful that we didn't get any of that. I'm one of the lucky ones because I have the shutters, which literally takes me five minutes to get my house hurricane you know, ready. Now, one of your daughters lives in Jacksonville, right? Uh, no, I got a sister and a sister, brother-in-law. Okay. Uh, and my sister and my brother live up there. My brother got electricity like a day later, but my sister, as of yesterday, was still without electricity. Okay, three, four days. Huh? Yeah, and they, they live about a mile apart from each other. Um, she lives near near one of the areas where the the river is not too far away from her. The Saint, I think it's the Saint John's River up right, there. Right, right. And those areas got you know really inundated with water and everything else. She she was actually in Tampa when she was talking to me because my brother-in-law was up there right. and was telling her, um, you know, hey, you need to stay over there because uh, she's taking care of my my brother who needs some some medical attention and a nephew who unfortunately okay. broke an ankle. So she was playing nurse to all these people. She couldn't have them in the house, so they, they did what you did. They got out of right. town, and since they have a house in Tampa. Well, also, well the thing that, that you really prepare for is not really the damage to your house or, you know, I mean, you, of course, you, you want to prepare for that, but usually uh, it doesn't happen. You know, it, it hits certain areas. It gets hit really hard by the, by the eye of the storm and the surrounding eye wall and that sort of thing, but uh, you prepare for being without power, being without food, being right. without gas. That was the big thing here in South Florida. You couldn't find gas anywhere. Yeah, they, they you know, everybody in the last two days prior to the hurricane, everybody was, you'd see lines that were, now people on the television were saying, I've been online an hour and a half and I still haven't gotten gas. Right. You know, and like you said, the majority are not going to have house damages, but were you, you were living down here when, when Andrew yeah, lived, I right, in 92? Yeah, I went through Andrew. And let me which, tell you. Which was a direct hit closer to the area where you live Oh, in Homestead, me, and, and you talk about houses being completely yeah, destroyed. Yeah. That, that, that was very ugly. I mean, you know, I had roof damage when Andrew came. It, knocked, it ripped out my fence in the backyard, uh, you know, damaged some of my backyard. Luckily, the front of the house really wasn't damaged. And at that point, I didn't have the shutters. The shutters came in after that. So I got very, very lucky um, that I didn't get more damage. But that was the problem with Andrew. We got lucky that it was a pretty dry storm. But the days following Andrew, 
was when it made more damage than, than before because yeah. that's when the heavy rains came in. Rains after coming. Andrew. The roof is not there. Matthew, Matthew was a different. <laughs> it came with the rain already. Yeah, exactly. But luckily for us here in South Florida, it wiggled a little to the east, and we at least in South Florida, we were pretty much out of its uh, Well, just a quick recap was it was headed for Melbourne area, Melbourne and Daytona, which both have poker rooms. You know, it's, uh, I'm sure that they were preparing for that. Uh, there was a little bit of a jog to the north, which uh, kept it offshore in Florida and really uh, prevented uh, the whole state, uh, on the coast especially, from getting serious, serious damage. I mean, they did have water damage from the surge, and, and St. Augustine and Jacksonville had some problems, there's no question. Uh, Savannah, Georgia, you start going up to uh, South Carolina and North Carolina, they had a lot of rain uh, in a saturated area that was still overflowing some of the riverbanks. So a, a horrible, horrible thing. Yeah, I hope I, people will... Uh, either contribute some money to the Red Cross or, or whatever to uh, help uh, victims up there. Listen, and as bad as we had it, obviously, just looking at the tragedy and, and, and the amount of deaths in Haiti was just, you know, to me it's mind-boggling that you had somewhere close to a 1,000 people perish in Haiti because of that. Down here, as you mentioned, we got lucky that it went a little bit north and east, mostly the coastal cities in, right, in right. Florida, the ones that suffered with the storm surge and everything else. Uh, we did have a few loss of lives, but you know, compared to what went through in Haiti, it was right. it's, you know, yeah, it's wow. horrible over there. Um, there's really an, an effect on the poker world. I was just kind of wondering your quick thoughts about uh, how much is involved. We'll get into this with Jesse, who just went through it. But do you remember a time? I mean, there we really haven't had hurricanes here in South Florida for about ten years. It's amazing. Right. But one year we had four. And, uh, one year we had one, uh, like we had two of them within two or three weeks exactly. of each other, which was Katrina and then, And Wilma, then a couple other that were north part of the state, but we had to prepare for about four that one year. And, uh, you know, you've got to worry about your room and how you're going to take care of the tables. Do you do you pick up tables and uh, stock them in a, in a back room? We don't have basements here in Florida. Well, let me tell you, that was that's a great question, Dave, because I remember in 2006 where we were... And as you well remember, we had issues with our building, which was extremely old at that time, had roof issues. Um, I remember a lot of my staff after it was either Katrina or Wilma went through in that time frame, you know, remember, you know, four drops of rain would fall and, and you know, yeah, yeah. And, and, and our highlight would seem like it'd get flooded. So, yeah, we did lose a lot of tables. Not so much in the room itself. We got pretty lucky, but where we had stored Storage other areas. tables from from when we had a, the big room up right, in Tampa right, right. that we had brought down. I mean, you know, I remember when our GM, Mr. Solishardi, <laughs> wanted us, and I just grabbed my people on our day off. Back then, you couldn't open a room unless you were running live right, events. Right. So I grabbed my people. I said, oh, who wants to volunteer? Thank God I got about 75% <laughs> of them volunteered. Uh, and we emptied out the storage area, and every table was completely yeah. destroyed. Like, from get the out the back. rolls of felt. Yeah, we, you know, it was funny because I got them out there very early in the morning, and uh, Dan was in shock when he came in and saw that three-quarters of that room had already been emptied out. Well, we'll talk to Jesse when we uh, get back from our first break. Uh, obviously, uh, they were right in the middle of a huge Oof. poker series, too, which complicates things immensely. So we'll talk to him about that when we get back. Uh, we're yeah. going to get him on the line here shortly, but uh, I do want to take an early break here. But what, before I do, I wanted to mention uh, the Trump Taj Mahal closed earlier this week up in Atlantic City, which is the first of many Trumps that will be going down over the next month. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to prepare you just for to that. Prepare, just to prepare our <laughs> listeners out there, just to be ready for the Trump right. going down. Huh? I don't want to okay. get political, but when this guy said, uh, you know, the fact that I watch CNN makes me ignorant, I have to uh, I had to at least reference that. Anyway, uh, we do want to tell you about Gulfstream Park, which uh, hopefully, I haven't been back there since the storm, but hopefully they had no problems. And uh, they are uh, actually having their racing season over at Calder, which is... Uh, uh, they're calling Gulfstream West. Uh, I'm sure the caller people love that. <laughs> but it's a little uh, two-month meet here before their major uh, horse racing season kicks off in early December. But, uh, of course, the, uh, the the Gulfstream Park site is open and, and pumping every day with uh, lots of fun stuff going on. 
the slot machines, two different casinos, uh, the Finish Line Casino and then the second floor casino upstairs. And, of course, the poker room with 20 tables in the back side of the Finish Line Casino. And the food and the dining and the uh, shopping and the excitement. There's so many great things there. They have a great bowling alley, and uh, they're working on that karaoke room and all kinds of things. So uh, it's a great place for entertainment. It's a great place to just walk around and look at the sights, uh, the track, and the Uh, It's just a beautiful place. Uh, It's located in Hallandale Beach, which is uh, the southern part of Broward County, just north of the Dade County line. And uh, you can check that out uh, by calling them and finding out what's going on in the poker room. You can do that, or you can just swing by. You know, there's always something going on there. Uh, The uh, poker room is open five days a week until 4 a.m., and then uh, over the weekends they go 24 hours. So plenty of time to get out there and have a great time, maybe have a dinner, maybe take the kids shopping, uh, all kinds of stuff you can do there, and uh, certainly a lot of fun. It's located at 901 South Federal Highway in Hallandale Beach. Uh, Lots of stuff coming up for the winter season soon, but great all year round. Just a great place to go. Check it out. Give the Poker Room a call at 954-457-6336 if you want to find out about their tournaments, which are set 7 p.m. nightly, uh, and they have some special events occasionally as well. Find out if anything's coming up with that. Or their Loyalty Rewards Program, which is a great deal if you're finding a place to play regular and you can get rewarded for it and uh, earn Gulfstream swag or... uh, uh, free slot play, uh, or many different things. It's, it's a whole great program. You need to check that out as well. Once again, 954-457-636 is the number. Check it out. To tell them Big Dave and Joe sent you over. Gulfstream Park, welcome to your playground. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. I joined the National Guard for opportunity. Over 200 career choices and paid training. Money for college. A steady paycheck. Only one thing stood between me and my benefits. Basic training. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't easy. The obstacle course was really challenging. Now, I'm a National Guard soldier. I help my community. I can protect my country. I'm proud to be on this team. Because I got stronger. Because I got to go to college. The Guard helped me succeed. Call 1-800-GO-GUARD and ask us how you can prepare for basic training. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez here on another edition of Poker Action Line. And uh, we certainly are enjoying the World Series of Poker stuff, or as a great line from Lon McCarran, uh, because of so much coverage of this guy, Will Kasuf, that we've talked about incessantly the last few weeks. Uh, this is not the World Series of Poker, it's the Will Series of Poker. <laughs> so, uh, you know, kind of funny. Anyway, uh, lots of good stuff. Uh, Alex Keating and several of these other players. And we're starting to get to see some of the November Niners now a lot more. Uh, Jerry Wong, who lives down here in South Florida, is going to be in the November 9th, so we're looking forward to see how he does. Cliff Josephy starting to make the scene here in some of these uh, TV broadcasts, so uh, we'll have some fun. 
but uh, we want to talk uh, WPT, World Poker Tour, playing in Jacksonville right now. And our friend from uh, Jacksonville, Jesse Hollander, joins us. Uh, Jesse, thanks for taking the time. I know you're very busy this week, but uh, we look forward to uh, talking about your upcoming main event, which starts on Friday. No problem. It's uh, good to be here. Thanks, guys. Great to have you. You're talking about the... Uh, what's the guy's name on the world? Nine, nine high like a boss. Nine <laughs> high like a boss, and and uh, I saw that they now are painting vans in uh, Great Britain with that on the side. <laughs> nine high like a boss. Yeah, well, it's, it's well, we are uh, we we are in the middle of our World Poker Tour series, and we actually we have a high roller go- event going on right now, a twenty five k buy in high roller. Um, so that's fun, something new for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you should have uh, paid an appearance fee to uh, Will Kasuf to come play in your tournament. Yeah, no <laughs> uh, One thing before we get started, uh, interesting thing, uh, Joe, my partner here, uh, has just worked a couple tournaments in the Midwest and, and ran into an old friend of yours. Uh, Joe, you want to tell the Jesse, story? Jesse, yeah. <laughs> he told me he came from there, a co-worker of yours that followed you from, uh, you and Deb from Wynn down there, Andrew, over at Council Bluff in Iowa at the horse. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Brock. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, that's it, Andrew Brock, yes, sir. I uh, texted yeah. him earlier today that I was gonna, that you were going to be on the show with us, and he uh, texted me back, tell him I said hello, and tell him that I'm in. Now, now I need to hear this because this is a very interesting text that he wrote to us here. He says, tell, he goes, tell Jesse I'm in Canterbury at the Fall Poker Classic, and I ran into eggs and barbecue. And, and then he, then he right. texts me back and he goes, "This is not food; these are people." And I said, "Oh, I laughed out loud." That's right. So I said, "I'm going to be." I know I, I know them both very well. Eggs and barbecue—that's funny. <laughs> nah, you got to give us a little something on eggs. How did someone get the nickname of eggs and barbecue? Uh, it's kind of their their names. Uh, barbecue's last name is Bartku. Uh, Greg okay. Bartku, so he just got a nickname of Barbecue, and and Eggs is David Eggelfeeder. Oh my so goodness! So we call him Eggs. So it's Barbecue and Eggs. <laughs> That's it. All right, very good, man. Yeah, great guys though. All, all three of those guys. Um, uh, yeah, I miss those guys. We spent a lot of time together. So uh, you got a lot of stuff to do, Jesse, uh, this week to get ready for a tournament. In fact, you've been, this whole series has been going on for quite some time, and I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Hurricane Matthew that uh, was not quite a direct hit on Jacksonville, but about as close as you can get without really having a lot of damage. First of all, did the room uh, lose power? Did you lose power at your house, and uh, how did you guys get through that? Uh, we did both, actually. Um, we lost power to our house right at the end of the, the hurricane part. We lost power, and, and no big damage to the house, really. Uh, one little leak in the roof, and we lost power for about 18 hours. Everybody was fine. Uh, you know, we played some, some board games with the kids and by candlelight, so it was actually kind of fun. Um, something different, as far right? As the, yeah, yeah, something different. As far as the room goes, we also lost power. We closed early uh, in anticipation of the hurricane. We decided to close Thursday night uh, so everybody could go home, um, you know, take care of what they had to take care of, uh, the staff, the employees, and the players. And then our plan was to reopen um, after the hurricane passed through uh, Friday, was to reopen Saturday morning. But uh, we lost power at the room, poker, both poker rooms also on um, Saturday. So we weren't able to open Saturday. We were able to open Orange Park, um, but not Orange Park got power, so we opened Orange Park on Saturday, and then we were able to open the Jacksonville Poker Room back up on uh, Sunday morning. So we were in the middle of our World Poker Tour series, uh, which was an unfortunate timing for us because we had a big weekend planned with a a multi-day 570 buy-in tournament. And, um, you know, so we, we had to do some rescheduling of that. And we, we canceled a few events, uh, added a few events, rescheduled a few events. And, um, you know, we made it through. So we still end up with the same amount of events. We just shortened a couple and changed a few. Would you have moved any tournaments over to the other facility if you had not got the power back? Yes, we were prepared uh, to run um, the, the, all the tournaments that we were going to run on that we ran on Sunday at our Jacksonville location. 
Had we not been able to open Sunday, we were going to run them at Orange Park. Okay, and uh, today you had your uh, high roller get underway at uh, 3 p.m. Uh, what's the turnout like for that so far? Uh, so far we have 14 players. Okay. Um, not uh, not a horrible turnout, all things considered. And I know there's still a couple people, a couple more late arrivers I think are going to show up. Um, That's a 25K? We did. It's a $25,000 buy-in, and I will say this. If I was a player who was uh, somebody who played those type of events, this is a very good tournament. There's about six non-professional players okay. out of the, the 14, so um, you know, pretty good number of recreational players in a 25k tournament yeah i can remember a couple at the hard rock down here that had like 20 or so and and you know you'd love to see uh you'd love to see 50 or 60 but you know that's just not the case with that kind of buy-in but uh friday starts friday starts the main that's uh what five thousand buy-in five thousand dollar buy-in that's right friday uh day 1a and saturday day 1b re-entry format uh we got a lot of great bounties coming in uh, Jerry Wong, uh, you mentioned earlier, he's going to be one of our bounties. Oh, great. Any any other big names as bounties uh, that you can tell us about? Uh, sure. We got Jerry Wong. We got um, Anthony Zeno, uh, okay. Matt Savage, tournament director. He's wow. going to be fun having him as a bounty because he's usually on the other side of the felt, so to speak. Right. Um, the Grinder, another South Florida guy, Ms. Rocky. Um, who do we got here? Uh, Byron Caverman is going to be a bounty. He's also playing in the high roller. Uh, Vince Van Patten and Mike Sexton, we got them to both play as bounties. Um, Joe McKeon, current WSOP champion, he'll be a bounty. Fantastic. What a great field. Uh, Ryan Ryan Reese, half WSOP champion, is a bounty. So this pretty good list. Uh, Matt Glantz, uh, Lonnie Harwood, Shannon Shore, Sam Solverall, who's a phenomenal player from West Palm Beach, right? Um, what, yeah, he's unbelievable player. Uh, Sean Winter, another local guy who's an unbelievable player. Uh, Chance Cornish, Scott Clements. It's good. It's a good mm-hmm. field. Sean Deeb uh, and um, Brian Hastings. So you know, sounds like our whole whole South Florida crew coming up, uh, driving up the coast for this one. Uh, Twenty five hundred right. in cash for uh, knocking out one of these players. 2,500 cash, knock out a bounty player. That's right. And there's also a $5,000 bonus uh, for each of the chip leaders on the two starting days? That's correct. End of day chip leader, each receive a 5K bonus. Okay. Well, this has been a great tournament for South Florida players. I know over the years, uh, the first year, Tony Roberto, uh, Boston Tony, who lives down here, won, and Noah Schwartz has won it in the past. Uh, I know our good friend Chris Bolick that's been on the show with us many times finished second a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, Ben Zamani also uh, finished second one year. So these are all great players from this town. But everybody comes in from all over the country for this, and uh, everybody loves your room there. Uh, how many tables now do you have there? Now we're up to uh, eighty eighty nine. When we had well, actually eighty eighty eight. And that gets underway with two opening days, Friday and Saturday. Is that the case? That's correct. Friday at noon and Saturday at noon, or uh, day one, and then um, day two Sunday, day three Monday, and then we'll we'll film the uh, televised final table on Tuesday. Tuesday, okay. At four o'clock. Okay, outstanding. Uh, we mentioned a little bit about the storm. Uh, it's poker players kind of just. Uh, you know, they don't really think a lot about what goes on behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, Joe has been through this, and uh, we've talked to a lot of guys and, and, and ladies as well who uh, run these places and have so much work to go. Give me a little bit of your feeling with a storm approaching, kind of like your, 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 your peace of mind or non-peace of mind, actually, would be probably more accurate. <laughs> uh, what you expect well, and what you're looking for. You must be watching the Weather Channel like 23 hours a day. Yeah, you know, when, when the storm was approaching, we kept thinking, uh, you know, what are we going to do? We're going to have to close. Um, you know, obviously it's uh, horrible timing. And it's just one of those things, you know, you think, okay, it's inevitable. We're going to have to close, and we're going to have to prepare to be closed for a couple of days. And just 
kind of uh, go through the motions, let the players know, and, uh, you know, reschedule and move events and do whatever we can to get through it. That's pretty much all you can do. Do you have, and, you know, the other thing was, we, you know, when they were showing this storm on a map, they showed Matthew and they had it coming up and doing a little circle and, and coming back. Right. And we were thinking, <laughs> that's just great. He's going he's gonna to hit us, circle around, and give us a double tap on the yeah, way through. Absolutely. It's scary, and 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 thank God that the uh, the weather forecasters uh, really just don't know what's going to happen. So hopefully that doesn't work. Jesse, let me ask you right. something. Um, I mean, I went through this about ten ten years ago with uh, Katrina and Wilma coming almost back to back here. And I was in a much older building, and we had a lot of concerns, you know, with the table and stuff. Did you guys have to go through that with your building up there? You know, worried about your table and you know cards and you know. The things you need to run your poker room were were they of a concern when 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 you were thinking of closing down the, the you know the, the poker no room? we we have pretty solid I mean uh, you know both facilities are they're actually older build, buildings uh, and they're pretty solid they're not going to go anywhere we we do have one section where we have uh, for a couple years we we constantly had a leaky roof always on the always was table forty five. <laughs> it rained real hard. It would, it would leak on table 45. So Write that down, Joe, that, in case we ever play it. <laughs> yeah, table 45. That's right. Let's see. Yeah. That's right. If it's raining and you're on 45, you might get wet. But I think they finally we finally figured that one out and solved it. So we weren't really concerned. We had everything locked up. And we, we security remained in both facilities through the whole thing. Um, so that wasn't a big concern of ours, fortunately. Now, obviously, that draws your focus, but we had a case down here where a lot of the South Florida rooms were closed on Thursday for the storm, reopened on right. Friday, and a lot of them planned to reopen at 4. Some uh, saw it wasn't as bad and got open early. And supposedly that was like the one of the bumper crop days of the year for poker rooms that everybody showed up. Did you have something like that happen for you guys? Well, we were pretty busy at um, uh, Orange Park on Saturday when we opened up. We opened the doors, and we were packed. Um, especially because, you know, the Jacksonville facility was closed still. Um, so that was really busy. Other than that, you know, once we got reopened on uh, Sunday with both both facilities, it was pretty pretty standard, pretty smooth. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I know that you play yourself, and uh, I've seen you uh, move into day two. I know down in the, in the Seminole Hard Rock, I, I don't know if it was this year or last year, but uh, you're obviously a good player as well. When you see all these big-name players come in, do you like – uh, keep an eye on what's happening at the table and go, well, how would I have attacked this guy or this girl? You know, it, I do. I like to watch them, uh, and it's interesting to see, especially this 25K high roller event where you got, you know, guys like Chance and Joe McKean and, and uh, you know, Sean Winter and Darren Elias. These guys are all playing at, at the same table, and you can sort of watch some of their mannerisms and how they interact. Um, it's pretty interesting to me um, that as a player. I, I do watch it and kind of see if I can't pick up on something. Uh, one other question about the high roller. Something I thought was very interesting was that you offered a $1,000 discount if you pre-registered uh, before the event today. It started at 3 p.m. How was that received by the players there? You know, they. I, I think they liked it. I mean, it got us... Uh, it got us about 11, uh, 11 people in the chairs to start the tournament on time. Um, I think 11 or 12. Uh, yeah, about 11. Uh, so, you know, the goal is to, to A, give people a little bit of a uh, uh, perceived, I mean, it is a discount, to give them a little bit of a discount, and to be able to start what you know is going to be not a really big field. Um, so you don't want four people sitting there playing and right. other people around the room saying, well, I'll play after I see who else shows up. You know, this sort of makes them uh, commit to starting on time. And it's really it's something they do at uh, at ARIA. Uh, I was looking at their structure and talking with uh, uh, Sean McCormick at ARIA, and he said they do it. And, you know, for to make money off the tournament, you sort of make the money off, um, off the uh, – off the re-entries and the people that come in late. And it's a little bit higher juice. Uh, you know, the VIG's a little higher if you show up late. Um, 
so you know we're okay. We didn't need, we didn't plan on making a fortune off the tournament. We just wanted to get people in the room. Right. Plus, it gets everything going. I'm sure your preparations really are for the main, which starts on Friday, uh, Friday and Saturday, day one, uh, opening sessions. And uh, I guess as a final question here, uh, you've been there now for many years. I guess uh, I don't know your exact time there, but I know that Best Bet has been open like five years. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I started with the company in uh, December 2010. Okay, so you've been there a while in, uh, you know, a different part of South Florida. We always uh, laugh down here and talk about the different areas of South Florida. It's like not really a state. It's like five states, you know. <laughs> but uh, right. certainly uh, it's still Florida, and it's, uh, it's great weather most of the year. You may get down in the 20s occasionally uh, up there, which we never get down here. But um Tell me your thoughts as you look back now. Now, I know you were at the win, and uh, and uh, were you in Atlantic City, too, as well? No, uh, Canterbury Park, okay. Minnesota. Okay, so you've been at a couple other places. Uh, five years absolutely flies by when you're having fun, which I know you are up there. Uh, what are your thoughts as you look back? And uh, you went from Vegas, and uh, you saw this brand-new place to go work at. Uh, as you look back, what are your thoughts as you... Uh, as you kind of reminisce about the the changes that you went through, um, you know it's it's been a very good change. Um, I like Vegas, and and I'll always like Vegas. I spent a lot of time there, even before I lived there. I kind of lived there on and off um, as a player, and worked in a, you know, some of the tournaments a long time ago um, in the nineties. So I'll always like Vegas. Uh, I go back. Um, you know, I try to go back once or twice a year for try to find some sort of excuse. <laughs> um, but it's been a really good change here. Uh, Jacksonville's a great city. It's real nice. It, it's interesting because the, the community, there's a lot of community in Jacksonville where there really isn't in Vegas. Uh-huh. And Jacksonville's the biggest city in the country based on land area, but it's a small town kind of feel where you really know a lot of people and, and the people you know know the same. You know, it's just a circle of uh, of a community basically right, um, right. and it's nice it's a nice feeling to uh to have that feeling and i have kids two young uh girls two daughters and it's a much better place to raise two girls jacksonville right. is than uh, than vegas right so uh no regrets no no regrets it's been great company's great great poker rooms been a lot of fun i mean my only uh my only complaint is that I don't have anywhere to go play poker. I got to go to Miami, or usually when I play <laughs> poker, I'm either I'm either in Miami, L.A., Vegas, or uh, most more recently Atlantic City. So I, I kind of travel pretty far to play poker. And it's a pretty long drive to Daytona or Tampa or one of those. Yeah, you know, every once in a while I'll go to Daytona, but it's 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 just out of that drive for me where. Uh, you know, if you want to go to the card room and play for a few hours, now all of a sudden, you know, you go play for three hours, but you got an hour and 20 minutes on the way there, an right. hour and 20, 30 exactly. minutes on the way back. So your, your two or three hours of play turns into six hours of time. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, we're we're thrilled that you didn't have any problems up there. I mean, not that you had no plot problems, but uh, they are minor and uh uh, six from six months from now, you probably won't even uh, recall what happened when it went through there. But what you will recall is how much fun having those big name players, uh, a great television crew uh, that uh, will be taping your shows up there, uh, and should be a lot of fun next week on uh, on uh, Tuesday with the final table. Yeah, it is. You know, we always look forward to when the World Poker Tour comes back. They're a they're a great crew. They're a lot of fun. Um, they do a great job and. Uh, you know, Adam and um, Mandy on the production side, are, they're, they're, they're fun. You know, it's fun to give them interviews. The, the whole World Poker Tour family, I yeah. guess, is uh, they've been a, a great partner and, and a lot of fun to work with. Yeah, absolutely. From Jing to, uh, to uh, Matt Savage. Say hello to Matt, by the way, for us. And uh, uh, wish you the best of luck in this tournament. I hope you have a great turnout. And uh, certainly, I know you guys will do a great job running a square, fair and square tournament which is uh, really all anybody can ask for. That's it. That's what we try to do. Absolutely. Well, good luck with it. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, I know you got other stuff to do. So, uh, again, thanks for uh, taking a few minutes to be with us tonight. Hey, no problem. And, you know, right now we're starting our radio show. We do this every, every quick plug for us every Wednesday from 6 to 7. And something that we started is um, our 
the Best Bet Poker Show is is also on Twitch. Oh, so you terrific. can watch it on Twitch at Best Bet Live. It's kind of fun, you know. We're taking the radio to live stream and. Who knows what's next? Okay. Well, by the time we post our show, it's going to be over tonight, but a good uh, show will be, is it once a week? Every, uh, yeah, every every Wednesday night from 6 to 7. Okay, 6 to on, 7 uh, next week. They can, people yep. can tune in and uh, get a recap of the tournament from you. That's right. Absolutely. Okay, have a great time, and, uh, again, thanks for being with us, uh, Jesse. We'll talk to you soon. No problem, guys. Anytime. Okay. Take care, Jesse. Jesse Hollander, uh, Assistant Poker Room Director at Best Bet Jacksonville, which is uh, has a great reputation, Joe. You know that you hear so much about it. And there's these great places. We've been lucky to be involved with uh, people like Jesse and Mike, Mike Smith up at uh, Maryland Live. Right. These are the huge roots of the country. And these are uh, well, the movers and shakers of the first, game. First of all, you know, he mentioned a who's who's list of, of yeah. today's top players. Okay. Absolutely. And that alone lets you know how well they're run, how well organized they are, that the tournament is being run, you know, like like you said, on the up and up, and everything is being done the right way there. If it wasn't, these people wouldn't be showing up. They yeah. wouldn't be coming there year after year. The WPT wouldn't have their name associated with that room. So you know, Jesse and Deb and, and the whole staff up there have to have been doing a tremendous job for so many years now. Uh, going back to uh, something I mentioned to Jesse and what's been going on down here, and that is the, you know, how busy these rooms get when you have a day where you're closed. I can always, re- I think back to the days of highlight when, when Christmas no- Christmas Day they yes. were closed, and then Christmas night everybody was, you know, tired of sitting around with a family and opening gifts and getting stuff, and they're out want to do something. So the uh, poker is a great outlet for people to have a good time. And and just to have somewhere to go, and obviously since the poker rooms went to the high limit and everything else and as you well know dave for many years you know uh where we worked at miami highlight back then it used to be the first place open yeah after any you know any natural disaster was coming you know they hated to close the place down and it was the first one to open and um i think people in south florida kind of got used to that and you're right once people have been cooped up for a day or two or three and remember, it's not just that one day or two that the storm is coming by and, you know, it's the days leading up to that that you're also so, you know, tense, uh, anxious, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, getting gas, getting, you know, uh, for your car, getting gas for your barbecue, having everything in the shelves at every supermarket go off the thing. There's a lot of tension, you know, and you need a place to go blow off that steam. Yeah, and, and, you know, these rooms are great for that. You yeah. know, the, the competition of playing for cash and everything else, and I believe is a great outlet for most people. Look at what he said. He goes, they got slammed when that happened there. And, you know, I would imagine the same thing happened in almost all the rooms down here once they announced to their to their public uh, <laughs> that they were going to be open. Yeah, Dave Litvin, who is a friend of ours, uh, direct, uh, director of poker operations over at Mardi Gras, uh, was interviewed by uh, Nick Sordle in, in his story today and said they had like waiting lists of over 50 people at some of these places. Uh, the tough thing is you're trying to get your employees to make sure that they come in. Uh, you know, they, their lives have been disrupted. And uh, Dave said that he actually had to sit down at the table and do some dealing, which I can well, see you doing. I've already done that many a times <laughs> in, my, in the past. When Yes, when for whatever reason you're understaffed, for whatever the reason is, and... My supervisors have sat down, so I've, I'm either, you know, truly hands-on running the room, uh, like my old days when I was supervising, but I preferred to keep my supervisors in that position and actually take the jacket off, sit down, and actually deal to the players and go back to my, my original uh, time in, in the poker room when <laughs> I was a dealer. Uh, to be honest with you, Dave, I have, like riding a bike, right? I have enjoyed, listen, I have enjoyed <laughs> being a poker room manager. I've enjoyed every step that I've taken all the way up to, being, to, to running a room and the things that I had to do to run a room. But I'm not going to lie to you, the most fun that I've ever had was actually just stealing the game of poker. Right. In the early days when we first started here, a quarter, 50 cent, you know, uh, I used to tell people that was mental masturbation that we were playing because there was no money really on the table. So I enjoyed having fun with the players, you know, just telling jokes, telling stories, going along with whatever they were saying. And it made the time go by so fast. I was actually making very good money considering that it was a quarter, 50 cent. 
So I always made very good money. I, you know, I, I prided myself on being a very good dealer then. Things are a little different now that I haven't really sat behind, uh, sat in the box, as they say, in, in poker for a while. But it's like riding a bicycle. Right. Once you get a, once you get, once you get about an hour's in of getting your hands, and and now it's even easier for dealers because they have the automatic shuffle in a lot of these tables. Um, my biggest thing would be learning how to properly slide the card for the people who are earning points through their Bravo oh, system right, and right, right. marking them down. These are things that we didn't, that I didn't, I've never had to go through myself. So, uh, but it's just so much fun, Dave. Yeah. I, I really have enjoyed all the aspects of running a room, getting up to where I got up to, but dealing to me. Being there with the people, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're very happy that, uh, you know, the people in Florida really um, had a threat but did not uh, really suffer great consequences. Of course, easy for me to say. I don't live in Jacksonville or St. Augustine where they did get a storm surge. Uh, there were people who had property damage, and uh, some of the places were underwater for a couple of days. But nothing like North Carolina and South Carolina where they're going through unbelievable stuff here. In fact, uh, there's a college football game this weekend at East Carolina, which I was at about three weeks ago, uh, Greenville, South Carolina, or Greenville, North Carolina, and uh, they they are trying to cancel their game this weekend. I think they did cancel the game that they had planned there because people just uh, you know there's certain areas of, of the state that the people cannot get around. 95 is just shut down for miles and miles. Well, like like we mentioned earlier, Dave, uh, I remember you know we had curfews. Remember yeah, when right. Andrew hit us? Right. We had curfews. We had thousands and thousands of people living in ten cities from Homestead because of the destruction that took place when Andrew went through there. Um, you know, we were burning trees, folks. I mean, I don't know what they're going to go through in South Carolina, North Carolina. You know, obviously we know what New Orleans went through when Katrina went through there and the devastation. But let me tell you something. You know, we didn't have the loss of life that 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 Katrina had. But the disruption of everyday life in South Florida, they were burning trees a year yeah, after Andrew yeah. had come through. And we're not talking one central location. This was all over the whole county of, of Miami-Dade, where every morning I'd wake up and, and I had ashes on my car. Anybody who had asthma, any, any respiratory problems were suffering from this. You know, the, the impact goes way beyond just a few weeks oh, and what absolutely. the loss this this could go on for for years and years before the economy and the area can recover yeah let's just hope that uh this is i know that the hurricane season is not really winding down but let's hope that we don't get a major one again because uh, well, a lot of these places are just soaked right now Lord, and another huge not. storm no. would just be devastating no no that's just, just and like you said you that year i think it was 2006 that state of florida got hit with five hurricanes yeah and some of them crisscrossed the whole state from either the Gulf Coast to, to the Atlantic or, or vice versa. Uh, you know, we were pretty much spared down here outside of Wilma and catching the tail end of Katrina. But, um, you know, we got very lucky. While yeah. other parts of this state and, you know, like I mentioned a few seconds ago, forget about what New Orleans went through and Mississippi and that area over there. We'll talk about some upcoming events, uh, including the uh, – the big one for One Drop, which uh, kicks off on Friday as well over in Monaco. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll also uh, talk about the uh, uh, Maryland Live main event, which was uh, we were talking about the final table last week when we were on the show. We'll give you the results of that and talk about a few other things here in the business. They were, they were heads up, I think, when we left the I think show they last were. week. I think you're right. Uh, but we will uh, give you the final results of that final table. And we'll talk about a few other things when we come back. But first, let's uh, remind you about our friends at Gulfstream Park, uh, which is in uh, the southern part of Broward County. Hallandale Beach is the name of uh, the little uh, town there, which is one of the Fort Lauderdale suburbs. And it's located uh, between 95 and the beaches, very easy to get to. And uh, it's a place that we like to hang out and play poker, uh, either in tournaments or cash games. Uh, I don't play much cash myself. Uh, because I like to limit my losses to uh, what I know it's going to be, and, <laughs> and, and the self-control is not always there. So uh, if I got money in my bank account, I'd be running to the cash machine, uh, ATM machine, uh, off and on. So I stick to tournaments for the most part, 
And uh, at least I know that may I, while I may not win, I can only lose lose a, a certain amount. So yeah, unless you got a lot of bullets <laughs> in that gun, there, Big Dave. Well, I don't have bullets, so uh, <laughs> I'm not much of an ammunition guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, check it out because uh, they do have nightly tournaments there and uh, great cash games all day long. Good dealers, fun people, and nice uh, customers as well. It's a great place to play. I really enjoy being there. And it's located, as I mentioned, in Hallandale Beach. It's on 90, at 901 South Federal Highway, which is uh, kind of the main drag there in Fort Lauderdale. It goes into downtown, but down in the southern part of the county. Uh, very uh, easy to get to. You have Pegasus right out in front, the 110-foot bronze statue that uh, kind of directs you right to the place. You can get right there. And uh, it's, a great, it's a great weekend to uh, take the family because there's so many things to do and so much fun. The racing right now is over at Calder. Uh, the agreement they made several years ago, which uh, ultimately kind of cost Calder their poker room, but uh, um, because of the situation at the time, it uh, seemed to work out well for the horse racing public. But uh, the racing is over there at this point, I guess, until about the end of November. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that as well. But the poker room uh, is great. It's uh, 20 tables located in the back of the first floor casino, and uh, it's an enjoyable place to be. So check it out. Once again, 901 South Federal Highway, and the phone number, if you need any information about the poker room, 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. Gulfstream Park, welcome to your playground. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt, race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Do you like poker? Poker Action Line. Do you like poker? Poker action line. Poker action Poker action action Poker action Poker action line. Poker action line. I love that one. I think Donald Trump does too. So I uh yeah, that's the first thing I thought of too. Wasn't sure I wanted to say that, but uh I tell you what, we haven't heard that one in a while, so thanks for playing that. Enjoy it. Anyway, uh, final segment of the program here, and uh, our thanks to Jesse Hollander for joining us tonight. A very busy time for him, and uh, 
I think he likes doing the radio shows. You could tell that he was looking yeah, forward to getting yeah. back on the show. Uh, they have one starting there at 6 o'clock, so I don't think he hosts the show, but I think he uh, is a big part of it, and I'm sure he has uh, a lot to talk about. Uh, just uh, hearing some of the names of the guys that were up there, Byron, Byron Coverman and and Anthony Zeno and the Grinder and it's just a you know it's Darren a hell, Elias. hell of a lineup they got up there. Oh boy. yeah, a hell of a lineup. But they've had this now for quite a few years for their main event. Yeah, well, this was the tournament as I mentioned to him that Chris Bolek uh, finished second in in 2014. And then, uh, then like three or four weeks later, took uh, I, first place in another one, yeah. another WPT that was like. You know, he, he was on our show and he was ecstatic how going the kind of money yeah. that he had won, and within a month, month and a half of yeah, each exactly. other, it was incredible. I think he took like two hundred thousand down in this one, and then about, uh, about half a about, million, about four hundred twenty-four thousand or something in the other one. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned something that I probably should have brought up to Jesse, and that was uh, uh, if the, there was any effect on any guarantees. And uh, you know, we Most had, as I mentioned last week, uh, the Isle Casino pulled their guarantee before. Uh, uh, the storm hit, uh, you know, before the tournament started, they knew the storm was coming, and they had a big guarantee in their in their opening event of the Isle Open, and uh, they pulled it, and nobody, you know, nobody thought that much about it, really, because, you know, you kind of understand it this, just the well, way it is. Well, Dave, most places have, you know, it's a very fine print, most places don't want to do this, but... You know, based on an act of God, you know, some something's obviously something that's really un- unforeseen occurring in the room. You know, most places don't like to. Most reputable poker rooms, let's put it that way, because I've seen some of them pull their, <laughs> pull guarantees just because they didn't get enough n- people. Which there's a reason why you put up a guarantee. Yeah. But you know, when they have to pull it like this, it, it they. They usually wait till the last minute to make sure, in this case, whether a hurricane was going to come or not, and people making travel arrangements. I mean, it's not just the players coming in, but as you said, having the staff to be able to properly put the, the tournament on and everything else. So, I again, I don't recall us having it in, in our thing because we only guaranteed very few tournaments in my time there. Tournaments wasn't the real big thing like that, but I'm sure that they have some sort of act of God thing that allows them to pull those guarantees without catching too much wrath of the poker community. Well, I have to say there were times at uh, Miami that, uh, that there, there was, was no great there, there overlay, was, great well, overlay. There was no question. That, there was a question whether we were going to have to open a second table. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was yeah that was the time when these when our when our backers our owners back then didn't have the money to. Yeah put up the promotions that we needed Absolutely. to to compete with the with the local rooms. And you that's know, putting it nicely. It was it was a miracle that we survived <laughs> and and to be honest with you, I'm grateful they allowed me to do what I did once we closed the room down for good to re renovate and bring up the casino and expand Miami Highlight, which later became Casino Miami. And they allowed me to, to, to attack it the way I told them uh, that I would and it had a lot of great results. Unfortunately, they got away from that. They had to close yeah. the room. Well, I'm looking at the uh, the story about it, and uh, there was a $1 million, uh, $1 million guarantee on the main event, prize pool uh, guarantee. And uh, I'm not sure if that's still in place. Uh, I can tell people that if you had plans and you were thinking about canceling them, don't do it because it's a beautiful place. The storm is gone. Everything's fine, and uh, everything's great. And the so buy-in for the main event is five thousand. So you need two thousand people, a little over two. Th- I mean, excuse me. Yeah, is it a little over two hundred people? Two, two hundred. A yeah. little over two hundred people. I don't see them having an issue with no. the million-dollar guarantee. No, be it should be crushed. Is it two hundred? I would imagine. <laughs> My math uh, these days has uh, left me. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, two hundred people. Two hundred so. people at five thousand will get you to a million. Okay. Uh, so that starts uh, Friday uh, with the opening uh, at noon, and then Saturday will be also a day 1A, so or a day 1B, I, say, I guess it would be. And then uh, they'll play through Tuesday with the, with the final table there. So certainly encourage people to head on up there to Jacksonville. It's a, it's a nice place, and uh, again, this room is huge, and uh, they draw a lot of people. 89 tables. And not to mention, uh, I don't know how the people in Jacksonville play, but uh, when you have that many tables, there's a good chance that you could find some action that's going to be very profitable for you <laughs> outside <laughs> yeah. of the tournament. Yeah, I'm sure this draws a lot of cash players that don't even want to play in the tournament. They're just there because of, you know, I'm sure this has the same effect as the WSOP does, you know, on a, on a much minor scale, though, in Jacksonville. And, and you know, the action's got to be great. There. Yeah, the action sure. has to be great there. 
You know what, though, Dave? It's funny that you asked Jesse a very interesting question. I wanted to chime in, but I didn't get a chance when we had him there about was he watching some of these top players play and everything else. Yeah, his personal outlook on the game itself, since he's a player himself, and you yeah, are too. And Yeah, and let me tell you something. Uh, unlike some of the other tournaments that I've represented, PPC, the niceness of the people in the Midwest, as I mentioned on last week's show, I was able to get closer to the table and, and see how some of these players uh, played their hands, the type of hands that they were playing. I, you know, I, I got lucky enough, and not that I was looking over their shoulders, I was just walking around the table, answering any questions that anybody had, and got to see how, how they showed their aggression on some of their hands. And uh, it was very interesting. I tell you, the right, it was very mm-hmm. interesting to watch that. Got a little different perspective on it. I'm sure it wasn't a big change to any of the top pros, but if you're not playing with these people, you know, and, and watching someone like the gentleman who won in Council Bluff who beat Phil Helmuth heads up for a bracelet uh, Years 20, ago. in 2011, and he's still a young man. He can't be much more okay. than 30. So got to enjoy how they put pressure and how they reacted to certain bets and uh, saw him lay down a very good hand, just like I saw Adam Rouse who they wrote up an article about when he won the the main event for the PPC in Daytona back in August. You know, you kind of get a perspective on on how some people play this. And as a poker player now, I wasn't putting my hat on as a manager. You know, it's something that I got stored in the back there to to use in, in, in the future. Yeah, definitely. Uh, talking about the WPT uh, from from uh, Jacksonville, they move. Uh, they take a couple weeks off, and then there'll be a main event, uh, uh, Halloween. Uh, it starts uh, in uh, the UK. Dust till dawn is the name of that event in Nottingham, in the United Kingdom. And then they go to Montreal and then the Caribbean and play in the Dominican Republic at Punta Cana, and then uh, back to Prague. So not a lot of U.S. tournaments back until uh, we get to the first week in uh, December, when the Five Diamond Classic at the Bellagio gets underway, and then uh, uh, then nothing till January with the Borgata Winter Open uh, at the uh, Borgata in Atlantic City. So uh, that's the WPT. Of course, the WSOP Circuit. Uh, we'll be down here in uh, November, West Palm Beach, yeah. uh, November 10th through the 21st, uh, with the main event uh, at the latter part of that period. So we'll be checking that out and uh, and seeing what's going on there. But uh, as as usual, a lot of stuff going on. But speaking back to the WPT again, Maryland Live Tournament was at the final table when we were on last week. I think when we started the show, Kate Hall had just been knocked had out. Just been knocked out in and, six. And then at the end, we got down to uh, the head-to-head. It was Zachary Smiley against Ryan Bell's. And Zach Smiley wins the event, winning three hundred fifty-six thousand. Uh, Bell's collected two hundred thirty-nine thousand for second. Mario Silvestri was third. Darren Elias fourth. Ben Zamani from uh, Boca Raton was fifth. Kate Hall was sixth. Uh, ben Zamani is one of the players of the year uh, right now for uh, several different uh, polls because he's had he hasn't won anything, but he's had two seconds. And uh, he's finished at several final tables. Uh, so uh, I know Choctaw, he had a great uh, tournament. And then uh, a couple of weeks ago, he had a, a big one uh, as well. So he's doing very well and has a chance to win player of the year for, for several of these things as we wind down the year on, on some of these polls. Now, how do you feel about somebody winning player of the year that can win player of the year and not win a tournament? Well, How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't think you have to win. I mean, uh, to win uh, overall, if you're at that many, making a final table is really a huge accomplishment as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's when the money kicks up. Uh, Obviously, they earn a lot of points when you make those final tables. Uh, And head-to-head play is tough. Uh, I I certainly can't find any uh, fault with someone for uh, uh, making a mistake in head-to-head play. It's, It's very tough. It really is. It really is. But I'm curious if if he happens to win player of the year and doesn't win a tournament but could have a tremendous year finishing in second. Like you said, he's already finished twice. Maybe he has another or two in him of finishing second, which I'm sure he doesn't want to hear that. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, finishes in the top five in quite a few more tournaments but doesn't take one down, you know. How you how he would feel about it, and how the the poker the 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 top poker world would feel about someone winning Player of the Year that didn't take down at least one tournament. I was watching one of the the WSOP main event uh, shows today that I go back. I'm only on events or uh, day six, or not day six, uh, episode six, which is the end of day five, 
And uh, so I got to catch up. I think they're about four episodes ahead of that. So I'm trying to catch up on some of that stuff before the uh, November 9 rolls around. But Norman Chad made a funny statement. He said, you know, he was talking about uh, people who are uh, head, great head-to-head players. He said, I'm one of the great head-to-head players of all time. Unfortunately, <laughs> I never get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> the game prior to so that true. is his problem. So I guess, true, huh? exactly. Uh, a couple other things to mention here. Uh, the Taj Mahal closing also... Uh, uh, possible casinos in Georgia and Atlanta area. There's a lot of talk there about uh, bringing in uh, MGM to uh, put up a casino in Atlanta. And Georgia is one of the states that really hasn't had much gambling. They do have a lottery, but uh, they haven't had that. Of course, uh, a lot of the local religious leaders aren't too happy with that and don't feel it should be part of their state. But Atlanta's a big league town, believe me. And, uh, you know, it certainly would do well there, no question. Well, listen, you know, you got Mississippi, which has casinos, Louisiana, which has casinos, Indiana, just up the road from them, up a little further north, has casinos. It, it, it just actually makes no sense that a state allows these dollars, you know, allows the people who want to play in their state, lets those dollars go to somebody else, that they can't tax them and they can't use them in the state of Georgia. But, you know. This is this is this has been the same battle we've been having for <laughs> for years and years. Whether it's casinos, poker, any form of gambling, we, we constantly go through this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the big one for one drop starts on Friday. Uh, big difference this year yeah. in this tournament. Uh, Thirty-five like players confirmed. Do you like it? I like it. I really. You do. like that idea? The, I like the, it. They really have eliminated the professionals, and this is. Basically, kind of kowtowing to some of these uh, rich players that are uh, businessmen, maybe even a couple of celebrities, but are not professional poker players. They felt like they were getting bled out by the poker stars coming into this game. And they were, because I guarantee you not one of the top pros was putting up all that money. Somebody was backing them up for that money. Right. And if you're backing them up, you're trying to win this thing. You know, you're trying to win this money. You're trying to, obviously, it's a great cause, and a lot of that is going to help you know, help a lot of people. But, you know, you really didn't have any expectations that one of the non-pros was going to win one of these tournaments. Yeah. And I kind of like it. I, I think they should do this if... Hey, guess what? You guys wanted the, the big pros want to do this. Let's do one big, you know, the, do do a charity tournament where it's nothing but the top professionals. Yeah. Let's see them all put up, get backers to put up that million dollars for you know whatever many players it is. What are they limiting the field again to forty something? They are not. Uh, I don't believe there's a limit, but I think they're set. Uh, it was an invitation only. Uh, it wasn't okay. just people. So it is a limit. It is a limit because it's an invitation yeah, I only. Guess. So I, I guess you're right when, they, when so, you put it that way. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, 1 million euros is cost Which to play. Which is more than a million U.S. And how many people have been invited? Uh, I don't Did know how many say? were invited, but I know 35 accepted. So that's, okay. that's going to be the field going into it Friday. It's going to be played at the Casino de Monte Carlo. Uh, and one th- uh, 111,111 euros goes to one drop out of each buy-in. So still a fantastic uh, well, setup by uh, yeah. Guy La Liberté. Yeah, how, how about how about this idea, Guy? How about you set up the the thirty five or however the invitations are for the non pros, and they do do the same same have run a up, se- have a separate tournament for the pros. Yeah. You're helping both of these people. Yeah. Okay. You can limit the field to twenty four, thirty two, thirty six players, whatever whatever it is, and then maybe you have the two winners meet head up for for something and try to. You know, generate some TV money from that that will also help the charities. Well, here was uh, Guy's quote uh, when he uh, talked about the tournament. He said, The message I got was that these recreational players, businessmen, and philanthropists felt like physically they did not stand a chance. They wanted to play for the money and the fun of it, but they would rather stake a pro than risk playing themselves against a field of pros. He said, That forced me to rethink the entire event. Yeah, and think about you know people who can afford to buy into a charity tournament for a million, whether it's dollars or euros. These are very highly competitive individuals to begin with. So, you know, why not cater to that to that need that they have that they think they can beat fellow businessmen, you know, successful businessmen right. to win this tournament and help a great cause like that. And and like I said. Run one for the pros, and then maybe have them play heads up. That that becomes a lot more fun when you're heads up. 
yeah. you don't have to you don't have to wade through a whole table of pros. You're just facing one guy there, and you know what. However, you decide to do that, I'm sure you could sell that pretty good to the TVs. Now, the first tournament, uh, first big one was in uh, 2012, won by uh, the magician Antonio Sfondiari, and then uh, Dan Coleman won the next one, uh, defeated uh, Daniel Daniel Negreanu head-to-head play. And uh, so this is really the third big one. Of course, they've had some smaller tournaments as well, but uh, that all kicks off on Friday. And uh, I don't know. I haven't seen any uh, where the TV coverage is going to be. I don't believe there's anything live, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, I'm sure there'll be something later on. Anyway, uh, uh, we'll keep an eye on that and talk about that as well. Uh, One other thing I wanted to mention here was uh, a... uh, yeah, it's a TV program, but it's really uh, something that you could find online. It's called Insight is the name of the uh, site, insight.com. And the name of the show is Life of Cards, which uh, seems very interesting to me. Uh, there are ten different 50-minute episodes where they take a look at a poker player and their life in poker. And uh, features like Vanessa Selbst, uh, Faraz Jaka, Liv Boree, Joe Hashem, Antonio Esfandiari, Daniel Negreanu, and Chris Moneymaker are some of the stars. So... If you want to check that out, go to Insight.com. Great story about it on uh, Poker News right now. You can find that if you can't uh, get the direct link, and they have a link on there. Uh, it started back in September, but uh, it will continue on through November. So a lot of good stuff being done out there, and it's uh, good fun, and uh, certainly I'm enjoying the uh, – you've got to get on some of these uh, WSOP shows. And, uh, we can I'm going to catch it. them, like I told you, at the end where I catch a whole bunch of them. My brother got me hooked into doing that. So Yeah. Watch a, watch a whole marathon. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay, well, that's going to do it for the show for us tonight. We appreciate uh, you being with us. And our thanks to uh, Jesse Hollander from uh, Best Bet Jacksonville. Talk about uh, the WPT event that kicks off on Friday there. Certainly we'll uh, be lining up some guests over the next couple of weeks. As we approach the November 9, we'll get into more talk about that. And we'll let you know what happened over at the big one for One Drop, which uh, gets underway in Monte Carlo this weekend. Joe, thank you for everything. Gio, thanks for all the stuff. Uh, you do to make this show work, and we appreciate you, the listener, for joining us as well. We'll talk to you next week on another edition of the show. Have a good week, and uh, good luck at the felt. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 